you only get one shot at retirement. So you better get it right. That's why we're here to help you with income planning, investment planning, and making sure you're taking advantage of advanced tax planning. Eliminate the financial worries of tomorrow and retire with certainty today by listening to Phil Putney of AFS Wealth Management. This is the podcast for you if you need to eliminate lots of question marks that surround your current financial plan. Welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Hey, everybody. It's another edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. We always appreciate it. Here with Phil Putney, CPA and personal financial specialist at AFS Wealth Management, serving you in the metro Detroit area. On the program, we like to talk about a lot of different things as it pertains to investing, finance, retirement, and of course, tax things that go into that. There's a lot of different things that go into the whole retirement puzzle, and we try to cover those a little bit each and every week or each and every time we do the podcast, I should say. And if you have questions or concerns, you hear a useful nugget of information and you want to talk further, reach out to Phil at 248-888-7530. That's 248-888-7530. Phil's office is in Farmington Hills and you can reach out to him there. He's got more than 30 years of experience. And Phil, how are you, bud? I'm doing great. How about you, Mark? I am hanging in there doing all right. Hope that you've had a good week or so since the last time I talked to you. Yeah, it's going good. Picked up a summer cold somewhere along the line. So you oh, got to love those summer colds. Those are just no fun, are they? Just, I know. It's like, where did this come from? I you know. wake up one morning, your throat's scratchy and... And you're like, what's going on? No, it's nice weather for a change. I want to be, you know, it's like, give me a cold when it's miserable outside. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> Not when it's decent and I want to get outside and do things. That's uh, right. That's right. Uh, the human body. All right. Well, let's talk about our show today. I want to kick things off, Phil, with the Secure Act of 2019. Obviously, you're familiar with that. I'll, I'll share a little bit with yep. our, our listeners. So the Secure Act and uh, the Reza Act actually are a couple of pieces of legislation that are being uh, tossed around and melded around in Congress and whatnot. And there's a lot of it's pertaining to retirement changes. There's some good things in there. There's some interesting things in there. There's some definitely some tax-driven things in there. But I wanted to ask you about a specific piece that a lot of our listeners might be curious about. And one thing that they are looking at making a change to is the RMD age, the required minimum distribution age. Right now, it's at 70 and a half. Uh, the Secure Act would move it to 72. The Reza Act, and whether or not they merge these or what remains to be seen, could move it to 75 before you have to pull this money out. What do you think about this? Is it a good thing? Do you think this will work well for more clients than less? What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it's always a good thing for you know the, that type of a scenario, especially we work with a lot of clients in helping them start to reposition maybe some of that IRA money into Roth IRA money. This would give us a little bit more opportunity before they get forced to start taking required minimum distributions or those RMDs out. So definitely a good thing. And it's something we're looking at and it's on the radar. But as with any tax bill, there's always the other side of the coin, so to speak. And the reality is how they're paying for these considerations of moving that RMD age out is they're going to take that stretch type IRA concept. And instead of you being able or your beneficiary being able to take that over their life, they're looking at a 10-year timeline. you know. So that's how they're going to pay for it, for an inherited IRA be forced out much quicker and taxed sooner, which again could play into having then a strategy around Roth conversions so that your heirs, if there is money left, don't get hit with such a large tax burden. So just understanding kind of the pros and cons. you know, At the end of the day, when things like this are happening, I keep them on my radar, but I don't give too much credit to anything until the ink's dried and we know what it is, because we've always heard a lot right. of proposals. And, right. and at the end of the day, what the final bill is, we don't know. So, but yeah, I, I think it's good that they're moving this because we're all living longer. 
So 70 yeah. and a half, that's been the RMD age for years, and we're starting to live longer. Yeah, you know, and I kind of, we can get off on a rant on this for a second, but I kind of think that maybe this, some of the stuff they're putting through is also maybe the first stepping stone to saying, look, we got to push back Social Security as well. That's coming soon at some point, yep, you know? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, and that's, you know, we've talked about that with clients and we teach a Social Security class mm-hmm. that that's one of the, the fixes that since the inception, they've only moved that full retirement age out two years. Right. Crazy, right? I mean, we're living so much longer. Life expectancy is done since then. You're right. By more than two years, that's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, there's changes that have to come down the road. Well, so. and people are affected with what is referred to as NIMBY, right? Not in my backyard. Right. Uh, people that's like, right. You know, right. <laughs> I don't want this to happen to me. You want to move Social Security when you can turn it on, make it, you know, instead of 62 or 65, make it 70 before you can first do it. Do it to another generation, not me, right? That's so. right. That's right. Don't just, yeah. It's my turn to take it now. Don't yeah. Touch me. So that's going to be kind of the thing. I personally, I'm 48. I personally think that, you know, giving people a good 10 year window or so and saying, hey, listen, if you're born before this such and such date, we're going to move this back to 67 is the soonest you can take it. Like 62 goes to right. 67. You know, based on things you see and read and uh, calculations and whatnot, they say that could fund it for a very long time, fully fund well, it and would save a lot of problems. I always tell clients, you know, because we work with a lot of clients that are in the, you know, late 50s, early 60s or beyond, you know. So usually I would say if you're in your 60s or beyond, you're probably not going to see structurally right. a lot of change around the benefit, but you don't probably have to. There's enough they can do with generations younger than that to structurally make it work. But again, at the end of the day, we'll have to see what they do. <laughs> we have no to see one, what they no do. one wants to touch it yet. I, I yeah. call it this political hot potato because oh, I think yeah. whoever first touches Social Security is going to be blamed for everything that's wrong with it. So no one has mustered up enough strength or courage to go in and dive into this right, Social right. Security and fix it. So. Well, right now it's just a small fire. They have to wait till it's a full-on dumpster fire before they do anything that's about right, it. That's right. Until, yeah, until the house is on fire, then, yeah. then they'll jump in and figure out what to do. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, let's move on today here on the podcast. Let's get into our main topic here in just a second. But before we do, let's get to know Phil just a little bit better. Phil, if you had to name your greatest accomplishment so far in life, what would you say it is? And I should caveat this and say we can't pick kids because that's kind of an easy choice. Oh, that's right where I was going to go. All right, go for it. Great kids. So that's what I'd consider my best accomplishment. Yeah, I think we all would, Uh, right? I think we all feel pretty good about that. uh, They're all out of the house on their own now, and I doing well. My son-in-law works for me, so oh, um, that's cool. Couldn't ask for anything more. But I guess beyond that, if you look at maybe from a financial or from a a business standpoint, greatest accomplishment back for when I first started in the industry as a CPA, passed the CPA exam on the first sitting. Nice. Uh, When I started looking at this and all it was taken to do back then. There were five parts. You had to take all of them in one sitting, two and a half days. And in order to keep any of the parts in the passing had to be at least a 70. You had to, or I'm sorry, a 90. And you had to get more than, I think it was a 60 on all the other ones. I mean, it was crazy. You know, so you had to keep at least three and had to get above a certain number on the other ones. And I heard a lot of people that were taking it three, four or five times. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to, I just got to get this done once. So, right, right. Which I did. Well, good. But I know you got it done. So, well, congratulations on that. That's cool. So, yeah, good stuff there on our getting to know you on the personal and, of course, the home front. Always good things there. All right, Phil. So, let's hit our main topic this week of the podcast a sense of urgency and why we should plan for that with retirement. Let's be honest. You know, most people spend more time planning a vacation than they do, you know, the retirement. And it's absolutely, a, it's a much longer vacation, folks. <laughs> Usually, retirement's 
yeah, much yeah, longer this, vacation. This is a lifetime vacation. You yeah, exactly. Get in there, you're going to work. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, I get it. We tend to procrastinate. It's not always the funnest or sexiest thing you, you want to do with your time. People go, oh, it's like kind of, you know, going to the lawyer or whatever the case is. But, you know, you got to have money in retirement. I, well, there's a quote. I can't remember exactly how it went. And I forget who said it now. I think it was Tennessee Williams. And it was something like, you can be young and poor, but not old and poor, right? Because it just costs too much money. Yep. It was something to that effect. I probably screwed that up, but yep. it was something to that effect where you need to have money as we age just for a myriad of reasons, you know, uh, health and so on and so forth. So let's talk about a couple areas where that might push that sense of urgency into overdrive. The loss of a job, maybe unexpectedly, you're getting close to retirement and bing, bang, boom, they say, you know what? We want you to go a little earlier. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's funny that we were talking about this because this applies exactly to a, a client scenario I've been working with. So oh, okay. I have a client that we started working with just on the tax side of the business to begin with, doing their tax returns for several years. And they started doing the financial planning process, but he was still in his mind thinking, you know, six, seven or more years down the road from retirement. So we started into it and they were, it was kind of a slow process, you know, again, no urgency. Well, his employer has gone through several different rounds of layoffs and, you know, he's made it through each one and thinking everything's good, no problem. Well, this last one, he got tapped. You know, so all of a sudden the financial planning process that we started got pushed to the forefront and fortunately we were a good ways into it. So we just had to kind of pick up where we left off and finish it. Gotcha. And you know, at the end of it, we figured out how we could make it work if he didn't want to go back to work at least full-time, you know, for a few years, or if he does end up getting another full-time job and can complete the next five, six, seven years, whatever he wants to do in full-time work, you know, then it works even better. Gotcha. So gotcha. yeah, I mean, if you have, have a plan in place then at least you know what the expectations are. You don't want to be in that scenario where now all of a sudden you've got to make a lot of lifetime decisions. And, you know, like in his scenario, you've got 30, 60 days to make decisions on pensions and all these. Yeah, I was going to ask you, did he, was he offered a buyout of any kind? Because that was actually on my list too. Yeah, yeah. So they, they offered him a severance, but then he also offered him instead of the pension, a lump sum option. And there's, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that. And one of the things that played in his favor for a lump sum was he's considering, you know, actually actively trying to get back into the workforce as we did like to do for five years. Mm -hmm. You know, so in that scenario, a lump sum is going to work better for him if he does, because otherwise he has this pension on top of his full-time salary and it's just going to push him way higher in a tax bracket. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, obviously that's clearly going to, you know, increase that sense of urgency. You've got, maybe you've got a plan in place. Maybe you've got a target date. Let's talk about that as another place to think about. So let's say potential clients or clients or whatever, just anyone in general who's getting close to retirement, maybe they're not working with someone and they say, well, I plan to retire at, you know, 65 because that's the number, right? With Medicare and so on sure. and so forth. And, you know, you, you procrastinate. You put it off, you put it off, put it off. And all of a sudden you're like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm put it there. You I'm put there, in your right, yeah. right. You put your papers in, whatever the case is, and you realize I've got like a year, and I'm hitting retirement, and I have done nothing to get ready for this. Yep. And so that creates yeah, a real I mean, sense it, of urgency. Sure. Absolutely. It's it's kind of like the old you know adage dealing with kids, right? I mean, you have your your kids early and you're young. You're not thinking, oh, it's you know many years before their college, and all of a sudden you're <laughs> right. having a graduation <laughs> open house, and they're graduating from high school and going off to college the next year. Right. Same thing happens with retirement. I mean, it happens before you know it. You know, sometimes. 
sometimes quicker than you want it to. So it's always good to, to number one, have a date. You know, when do you think it is? It doesn't mean that's got to be the date you retire. Right. But know, it's, it's like, it's like a, it's like a goal they, though, they right? And they're not ready. Yeah. So, okay. But unless you've picked a date and seen, does it work? You know, can my overall plan work? Do I have enough? If not, maybe that date has to be adjusted out or maybe it works the other way. Maybe you pick the date at 65 and the reality is you've saved well. Your benefits are such that you could retire now. I'm just working with a client um, recently that that's their scenario. They have saved well and have a, a reasonable expectation for their income and assets for what they want. And she could retire today if she wanted, but she happens to be one that likes her job still. So she's going to do the next two to three years work still just like she anticipated. So, gotcha. but now she knows, you know, right. if something gets really bad, she doesn't want to, she can retire whenever she wants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, you, you never want to be at that stage of, you know, the year before saying, okay, I'm going to retire next year. Maybe I need to go talk to somebody now. You don't even know if it's possible. You might be disappointed when you find out maybe it doesn't right. work Right. Well, I was going to ask you, do you get that quite a bit in what you do? Do you get folks that maybe schedule to come in and see you and say, here's what we got and we wanted to retire next year. Make it happen. <laughs> Does that work? Well, is that possible? Yeah, I mean, I, I have run into that. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm not a magician. And I tell clients, hey, I can't make things happen. You know, right. and, I, and what I expect of them and, and they can expect of me is honesty. You know, and I tell them up front, I need your honest input and answers. And I'm going to be honest with you in my answers to you. I'm never going to tell you, oh, yeah, it's going to work because I'm using a 10% rate of return in my assumptions. Because that's not reality. You know, I want to use some realistic assumptions and numbers. And if it's not going to work, I'm going to tell you, I don't think it's going to work in this is why, but here's some options. This is how we can make it work. You know, maybe that is pushing out retirement a couple of years. You know, maybe that's lowering the expectation of what you want. At the end of the day, it's about knowing, right? Making an informed decision of having pros and cons. So now you can go into this openly knowing that here's what it looks like. Right. I got you. Okay. Just a couple more here then. So if you're talking about a sense of urgency, something that's really, you know, why you've got to have this plan in place before something happens. We covered this, I believe, a couple of weeks ago on a podcast. Something mm -hmm. similar is, is losing a spouse. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, if you wait, so I'll use myself as an example, Phil, I'm only 48, like I mentioned. Well, the mm -hmm. day before 4th of July this year, I had to go in and have a cardio cast to see about uh, if I possibly needed a stent put in. And I've had surgery before and I've had a stent put in and I had to go in for another one kind of out of the blue. And so I started feeling really bad. And so they wanted to check me and they went in and did all that. Now, luckily I was good, but it could have been a different scenario. And there were things I was sitting there thinking, oh man, I should have, I should have updated this. I should have changed that. And so if you're not careful, these things can happen. I could have passed away and my wife would Absolutely. have been behind the eight ball. Yeah. And that's, you know, something that unfortunately a lot of people as they enter retirement think, oh yeah, well life insurance, that's for somebody younger. You know, now that I'm retired, I don't need life insurance. And a lot of times that's the case, right? I mean, if you've saved very well, or you've got a pension and other options, you've made the right selections, you know, not taking a single life option on the pension without running the numbers to know that's the case. You might not need life insurance, but when we're planning, we always stress test the plan. I follow the adage, you got to plan for the best and prepare for the worst, you know? So we're running the plan to say, okay, what happens if you both live to full life expectancies, everything works great, plan that way. But then we stress test to say, okay, what happens now if one of you passes away today? What does that look like? You know, and in every five years into the plan, just to see what that could play out to. Because the other piece of a death of a spouse that most people don't think about is typically that surviving spouse now is going to be forced into a higher tax bracket gotcha. because they're not married filing joint anymore. They are now single and all those tax brackets get compressed. So you get pushed into a higher bracket with lower income. So it's something you have to have a plan for just in case. 
All right. Well, the final one filled in, you know, I know we sometimes we probably sound like a broken record, but another reason to have that sense of urgency is our buddy, everybody's pal, the market. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ain't that the truth? I mean, every week there's new headlines reaching a new high. And, yeah. You know, you, you feel like the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Well, people aren't paying attention anymore. Is my concern. Yeah. You know, keep talking about this. That Oh, yeah. You've been talking about that for five years. Right. You know, it's never going to. It's never going to fall. Well, okay, so let's use a couple of instances that have happened recently just to kind of get an idea. So let's say you're planning on retiring the first quarter of 2019 and take yourself back to December of 2018. And you're thinking you're going to retire here in just a couple of months. And all of a sudden that downturn in December happens, right? December winds up like it did and it dropped like a stone and everybody started to flip out. And, uh, you know, and so you might have done something rash and maybe tried to move all your stuff or maybe pull some things out or whatever. Lo and behold, in January, what did it do? It rebounded and went a little bit higher. Yeah. So, you know, a market crash can toy with you something fierce. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's something you have to prepare for in retirement. I mean, the, the reality is you're going to go through some kind of correction maybe every 10 years on average. You know, um, we're way longer than that in this run. You know, and I tell clients 20, 30 year retirement, you can expect to see two, maybe three corrections. You know, now maybe it's not going to be as large as what we saw in 2008. That fourth quarter last year, Right. That was a quick drop and it did come back. I right. mean, it could have been worse. Yeah, you know, I think May, May was pretty rough. It could have started yeah. to spiral down, you know, but fortunately things backed off and it turned back around. But you have to have a plan in place of how are you going to invest the money? Too often I see people as they hit retirement, take it way too conservative. And now the, the risk isn't the market, but more inflation you know, what you're going to do from a long-term inflation. So you have to balance that risk. And we do that by actually bucketizing the money. So we make sure we've got money in a bucket that we call our soon bucket. We're keeping it lower risk, concerned about that volatility, but keeping up with interim kind of inflation the next 10 years that we're spending down the later bucket for more long-term growth. So whatever your strategy is, you have to have some strategy in place to handle market crashes or corrections. It's going to happen. It's just part of investing. Well, make sure folks, whatever your reason for a sense of urgency, do not wait too long late to let that thing kick you in the gear. Have a conversation. Make sure that you've got a plan in place. Even if you think you have a good one, you know, it never hurts to have a second opinion. And that's one of the reasons we do the podcast. So reach out to Phil, 248-888-7530. And we'll finish up this week's podcast with an email question from Blair in Northville. Blair says, I've always been told that I'll be in a lower tax bracket when I retire and that I should be putting as much money into the 401k as possible. Well, guess what? Now I'm retired and I am not in a lower tax bracket. And all of my savings are going to be taxed as ordinary income. What went wrong here? Well, I don't know, Phil. I, I don't think she, I don't think anything went wrong. This is what we've been told to do for the last 30 years, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, nothing went wrong. It, it played out exactly like it was supposed to. I mean, the, the, the reality is people don't realize, I think a lot of times when you're saving for retirement in a 401k or IRA, 403b, whatever that tax deferred vehicle is you're using, all you're doing is deferring that tax. You're never saving tax. All you're deferring is the, the payment of and the calculation of that tax. And I see this the vast majority of the time, I would say well over a half, maybe even two thirds of the time that the clients I work with are actually in a higher, if not the same tax bracket in retirement. And there's a lot of reasons for that. You've done well saving the vehicles you've used, IRAs, 401ks, all that tax is deferred. If you've got a pension, it complicates and maybe accelerates that issue. But there are some planning and some strategies that if you look at it ahead of time, we can strategize around how do we better position those assets in the tax buckets, I call them. So we always have to look at how money's positioned, that taxable, tax deferred, or tax-free buckets are the three buckets we look at. And too often we see you know, clients that have everything basically in that middle bucket, that 
tax deferred. And if you don't plan properly, then this could be the outcome. So it's better if we can, you know, head that off up front. If not, it's never too late. The best time to plant a tree is today. Yeah, you're not going to get the shade you would if you planted it 10 years ago, but at least you'll have it in the future. So the same thing with taxes. You can always pick up where you're at today and start to fix the solution or fix the problem around taxes going forward. So. Yeah, that's a good. I like that with the tree there. Well, Blair, thank you for the question. Again, reach out to Phil, have a conversation and sit down with someone and say, hey, listen, is there a way we can kind of find some places to get more tax efficient here? 248-888-7530. That's the number to call. 248-888-7530. Again, 248-888-7530. You've been listening to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney, CPA and Personal Financial Specialist at AFS Wealth Management. Phil, as always, thanks for your time, my friend. I hope you have a great week or so and i will talk to you soon here on the show all right take care mark thanks folks and we'll see you next time don't forget to subscribe and like us on uh, apple Podcasts, google play iheart stitcher whatever platform format of choice that you like when it comes to podcasting and we'll catch you next time here on phil's tax hacks investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.